0: Dealers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Running solo today, unfortunately, couldn't link up with Dale Lolly. Hey, Friday Insider is on the website. He does a huge part in that, so sometimes it's tough to link up because he's got to get stuff done. That's how the game goes, but I'm got you, I've got you. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get you ready for this Steelers-Titans matchup. So first, first segment here, just going to go over the latest injury news. Make sure that you're up to date on that. Then we're going to pick, of course, as usual, all the NFL games in segment two. Then finally, in segment three, a final preview of Steelers-Titans with my full prediction for this game. So first and foremost, got to go over the Steelers injury injury report. Now, like I said, like Dale was saying on the website, only you find that stuff only at DKPittsburghSports.com. The reports of the guys who were either limited in practice or didn't practice, for the most part, those guys were coming back. That's Ben Roethlisberger, who didn't practice for a non-injury reason. He was a limited participant in practice. He missed the first half of practice. Dale said he was back and good to go in the second half. Other guys that were good to go. We saw Deontay Johnson practice in full on Wednesday. He did so again on Thursday. I'd say he's 100% ready. Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquise Pouncey, both guys who didn't practice because Juju, Juju had a knee, Marquise had a foot, both practiced in full on Thursday. Same thing goes for David DeCastro. He was limited in practice on Wednesday with that abdomen injury. But guess what? He's back. Thursday, he was in full practice. So was Stephon Tewitt who missed for a non-injury-related reasons. Lots of great news across the board there. Pouncing DeCastro back together in the middle of the line. And I think that's a really good sign because, hey, that means if either Filer or DeCastro go down, guess who goes right in there? Kevin Dotson. And Stefan Wisniewski is also supposed to be back and healthy. Really good signs for the Steelers all aboard that all around that offensive line. The unfortunate signs for the Pittsburgh Steelers... Mike Hilton and Derek Watt don't practice for a second day this week. Now, keep an eye out for that Friday injury report. Sometimes things change a little bit. Sometimes we see guys step up on Fridays. But Mike Hilton suffered that shoulder injury that that sidelined him during the Browns game. He, didn't practice, he hasn't practiced yet this week. We'll see if he does tomorrow. Derek Watt re-aggravated that hamstring injury. That one seems like more one that we won't see him at least for this week, maybe even another week after that. Just kind of have to see how that plays out. Hamstrings can be very delicate injuries that take a while to get back and then get your confidence back to be able to run in full stride and get all that back. But Mike Hilton... We never know. This guy's an extremely tough warrior. He's made his career by being that tough guy. Maybe he finds his way back onto the field. The good thing is for the Steelers, they've got another really good slot cornerback in Cam Sutton who's filled in well for Mike Hilton, even getting an interception in the last game. So um, keep an eye on that for the Friday injury report. I'm sure we'll be talking about that leading into it. Check out Dale's kickoff column. He'll probably have all the all that information in there, uh, with all including all of our picks on the staff for the Steelers-Titans game however on the other side of the ball well other side of the field Tennessee Titans they also got a lot of players coming back Jadavian Clowney my Titan Michael Pruitt and offensive tackle I- Isaiah Wilson all of them didn't practice on Wednesday two of those guys Clowney and Pruitt came back to full on Thursday Isaiah Wilson though still with that illness didn't practice remember he was on the COVID-19 list for the t- for the Titans then he uh, then he can't Then he, you know, he's he's been he's still been sick, so he hasn't practiced Thursday. It's expected he won't make the start in this Steelers game at offensive tackle, meaning the Titans will have to go with uh, two guys at offensive tackle that aren't exactly their their best acquitted guys, but more guys who are limited practice for them. Uh, De- Dequan Jones, defensive lineman, he he was limited and then full. Same thing goes for offensive tackle Dennis Kelly. And tight end John Smith with his ankle injury both were limited and then were full on Thursday. John Smith a big deal. Like, you don't know him, you better learn learn about him because in fantasy football, he's huge. And he's been a really good playmaker over the middle for the Tennessee Titans. A spot where we really thought that the Titans would fall off in the, in the next over the next couple of years without Delaney Walker, who was a star for the team for years. But Johnu Smith really picked up and and kept and kept the the you know carried the torch at the tight end position. However, the big news that wasn't good for the Titans was that A.J. Brown had a knee injury. He still hasn't practiced. He did he, he didn't even show up on the injury report on Wednesday. He didn't practice on Thursday. Not a good sign for him. He's been struggling with this knee injury all season long. I know because he's one of my fantasy football players that won't get healthy. Um, but uh, but so unfortunate news for him, the second year player out of, out of Ole Miss, if he's out, it takes away a huge target the Steelers have to worry about If in the receiving core. They still have Corey Davis, they still have other guys they can go to, uh, but bottom line here is A.J. Brown being out would be a huge blow to the Titans. And take away a big target for Ryan Tannehill to hit all across the field. So those are your two injury reports on the teams, both being five and zero going into this game. I'm going to take a quick break here. When we come back, it's time to preview all the Week Seven games. Just not the Steelers. That's of course we save the best for last. All that right after this. Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter guess what guys it's picks time now unfortunately see here's the thing I was being all nice and cordial about Dale Lolly in the first segment but the real reason he didn't want to show up is because he didn't want his picks getting messed up because last week we split even which means I'm still up two games here and he's getting a little nervous because we're getting that halfway point in the season so fine it'll just be me making my picks so that's okay dale you can run away and be scared that's totally fine i'll just do it right here make sure all of our listeners have the picks that they need let's get into these games first we got sunday one o'clock it's the lions at the falcons two and three lions at one and five falcons i'm going with the falcons though matt ryan with a new coach Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley—they've got enough weapons on offense. The Lions—they are just wildly unpredictable. I think that the Falcons, with their new coach, they're going to be doing a little bit more than the Lions. Matt Patricia—I give the edge to the Falcons at home. They get to two and five. Lions fall to two and four. Moving right along, AFC North football right here. You've got you got you got two teams here in the Battle of Ohio. I mean. Is it really a battle of Ohio? Is it more like a skirmish of Ohio or a, a slap fest of Ohio? Because I mean, these neither of these teams ever do anything. It's the Browns at the Bengals. I'm you guys get all my Ohio jokes. Uh, but Browns four and two after the shellacking, the destruction, the utter complete annihilation that they faced at the hands of the Steelers last week. The Bengals one four and one at home. They gave up a huge comeback last week in in tough fashion, I believe, to the Colts. So now both teams, after tough losses, got a rebound. I'm tempted. I am very tempted to take the Bengals here, but I must take the Browns. The Bengals are still in disarray. There's reports that A.J. Green and Carlos Dunlap, two veterans on the team that have carried them through the last decade, they are not happy with the situation there. They want to be used more. They feel like they're not being used enough. They want to get traded. There's all this stuff going on there. Zach Taylor looks like he's on the struggle bus with this team. Sure, the Browns have their own dysfunction. But when both teams have dysfunction, I'm going to go with the team with, with more talent and experience. And that's clearly the Cleveland Browns by a hair. But I think it's going to be one of those funny, weird matchups that that, that we get into to see how things go. Now... Moving right along to a more interesting matchup, despite how lopsided the records are, the four and one Packers at the one and five Texans. Now, here's the thing: the Packers come off in their own fa- facing of a beatdown. They are four; they were four and one. They just got crushed by the Buccaneers. The Texans at home now, one and five. They almost got the Titans last week, took them to overtime, and then they just couldn't stop the horse that is Derrick Henry in that final drive. I'm tempted. I am tempted to take the Texans here. But I gotta go with Aaron Rodgers. I don't see him getting losing games back to back. He's still got a lot to prove this year. The Texans going one and six. That's just tough though. Man. Um you know, but hey, they 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 had to jettison their coach. Maybe they turn it around. That'd be a game that I'd stay away from. If you're one of those survivor pickers, you do one of those leagues where you have to pick uh, a different team every week and find a team that you can uh, count on to win the game. And if they if they lose the game, that you're out the league. Then uh, yeah, yeah, stay away from this game. I think this could end up being a trap game for the Packers, but I'm sticking with the Packers for my pick. Another tricky game here: Panthers at the Saints. Panthers three and three Saints three and two I believe this is the first game in Super Bowl that will have fans in it the Saints they, they've been so up and down man I have such a hard time picking this team now because I want to believe in them Michael Thomas this is my last chance this is your last chance New Orleans Saints your last chance with me I'm going with the Saints here. I like the Panthers defense. They give quarterbacks hard times. I like Mike Davis. He's filled in nicely at running back. Teddy Bridgewater has been that steady, that steady Teddy that I expected him to be for the Carolina Panthers. You know, not the Supreme Playmaker, but the guy that can win you football games by not losing you football games and letting the team around him build. So I'm going with the Saints. I don't like it though i do not like this at all i think that this i think that the saints could be in trouble if they lose here mark my words i am done d-o-n-e done with them but michael thomas is supposed to be back so i'm going with him now here is where your survivor pick should come in it's the bills at the jets i mean it's adam case <laughs> just pick the bills my well, up Sharpie. You know what? What's my man? Was the Seth Davis in uh in college hoops? He's like he's like uh, one seed Sharpie. This is how you do that game. Bills, they're winning it. There's no question about it. They're smoking the Jets. It's not even gonna be close. Moving right along to an NFC East game, which we just got done watching because the Eagles and the Giants. I swear it. Sometimes it was like, hey. Hey, Giants, do you want to win the game? Hey, Eagles, do you want to win the game? It, it, it was just back and forth there. But, hey, Eagles, they pulled it out. Carson Wentz with a great throw at the end there, Boston Scott. Uh, they, that's why I, I picked the Eagles to win on the National Locked On, the, the Locked On NFL show for the National show uh, that, that I do on Thursdays for them. Uh, but uh, I, I picked the Eagles to win simply because of Carson Wentz, and he proved that, hey, that's that's why. But, yeah, roller coaster ride that the, that the eagles are they are in first place I believe what two four and one two four and one yeah I think they're, they're they're officially in first place um of the division yeah unless I think the cowboys technically are right now i think that's how that works because they they've won two games and played less games so technically the cowboys are in first place at the moment but Uh, they can the Cowboys can surge ahead with a win in this game the Cowboys visiting the Washington football team Washington of course one in five I'm really tempted to take Washington but Kyle Allen's at quarterback get him out of here I know Andy Dalton stinks but geez if if the Cowboys lose this game all those reports of, of how the the, the, the offense the, the the team was not feeling Mike McCarthy—it's about to get a lot worse for them. But hey, I think the Cowboys win. They get the three and four, and they take first place in the NFC East with a three and four record. <laughs> Anyways, Sunday four o'clock. Now you may be confused because originally this was the Sunday night football game, but the the, the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Oakland Raiders! Jesus Christ, wake up! It's twenty twenty. The Las Vegas Raiders, at 3-2, had, uh, I think it was Trent Brown, their, uh, their, their one of their offensive tackles, he tested positive on Wednesday for COVID-19. The team sent all five of their starting offensive linemen home. Then another play, player, I believe Jonathan Abrams was his name, tested positive on Thursday. So now this game is in doubt if the outbreak continues for the Raiders, because they do not want to... Uh, you know, cause an out having a team experiencing an outbreak go against a team that's that's been pretty clean so far. Um, so there's a chance the game. Originally, this game was scheduled at Sun at Sunday Night Football, but because the NFL doesn't want to lose that primetime slot and the ratings that come with it, they moved this game out of out of Sunday Night Football, and it, in its place went the Seahawks and the Cardinals game. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Um, and the Buccaneers and the Raiders game was moved to four o'clock. So that if it has to be rescheduled to Tuesday or to another week, whenever, um, it can just, that, that can just happen. And the, and, and they could do that and it won't cost the league, uh, a prime time slot of football game. But all that aside, I'm picking the Buccaneers. If they do play the Raiders going through the turmoil of COVID and the Buccaneers defense looks for real. They shut down Aaron Rodgers. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't cause problems for Derek Carr, but should be noted that the Raiders did beat the Chiefs and the Saints this year, two teams that were Super Bowl favorites by a lot of people. So, moving right along, another game I think you can mark up and call it a survivor pick, the Chiefs at the Broncos, Chiefs 5-1, Broncos 2-3. The Broncos did beat the Patriots, but it was in an ugly fashion. I don't see them winning too many games if Drew Locke plays like that for the rest of the year. We'll see how that goes. He was coming off an injury, but I don't think it's enough to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, an interesting game with two not-good teams. Jaguars, 1-5. and five. At Chargers, 1-4. and four. Chargers got Justin Herbert. Now, Tyrod Taylor has been cleared to play. But, of course, Herbert's going to keep the starting job. He's played well. He's earned it. Hey, he's the young guy. He's the franchise quarterback of the future, you hope. So, you keep him out there. But, if he goes down or struggles, Tyrod Taylor, the veteran, is in there to make it happen. But, I think that Justin Herbert doesn't need that. He puts up the points on the Jaguars needed. I think this could be a really good fantasy game. If you own Keenan Allen, although I think he's actually hurt, so don't. Maybe not Keenan Allen. But uh, if you own Mike Williams, if you've got uh, if you've got Gardner Minshew, Justin Herbert on your team, all those guys, start them. I think this is going to be an offensive juggernaut game where they just throw the ball all over the place, and both teams are lighting it up. Not an actual you know great game, but one that could be seeing a lot of fantasy points flying. But I'm giving the edge to the Chargers. Jaguars traveling to the West Coast. I'm betting on the home team. Another. Team traveling from coast to coast got the Niners traveling to the opposite coast of the Patriots. Now, Niners three and three, Patriots two and three. Patriots coming off that embarrassing loss to the Broncos, but they're at home. They're in Foxborough. I I think that they're going to have enough here. Cam Newton and and the team. I think they're going to be able to do enough to beat the Niners. The Niners lost badly to the Dolphins earlier this year. They're still looking for their identity um i'm going with uh, i'm going with the patriots in this one in short order now for that sunday night football game i was talking about seahawks at cardinals this is a key, a great game to be able to watch and i mean steelers fans i think that you're that we the, the, the you're spoiled we're spoiled you get to watch the steelers play at one you get to, hopefully you get to watch the buccaneers and raiders play at four then it's Sunday night football. You get, you get Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray. Then for Monday night football, you get the Bears and the Rams, 5-1 versus 4-2. Spoiled, I tell us. We're gonna have, we are gonna have some great football this weekend. Uh, but C- Seahawks, 5-0, Cardinals, 4-2. I'm not betting against Danger Russ Wilson. You kidding me? I'm not that crazy. Uh, so I'm going Russell Wilson and the Seahawks there. I think they get enough done. That's another offensive shootout game I can see coming into play with all you fantasy owners out there. Then finally, Monday night. Chicago Bears, 5-1. Los Angeles Rams, 4-2. I'm going with the home team. Midwest traveling to the to the West Coast. I like the, the Rams' defense to cause some havoc on the Bears. I think they, they the Bears have earned their five wins. I'm not going to play them and act like they don't deserve to be where they are. But I think this is where they fall to 5-2. The Rams jump up to 5-2. That evens out where I see both of these teams win. Moving forward, Jared Goff has a decent game, but it's Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey who make the plays that change the order of how this game is going to go. All right, all the picks are in there. Now, we're going to take one more quick break, and it's time to break down that Steelers versus Titans matchup. That's right, it's Showtime here on the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Now, Showtime, of course, it's, we do two things here. One, we give you three game ball predictions for who's going to be the key Steelers that help win them their game this week. Then finally, we give you some fi- some lasting fantasy advice on who to look for and who to be big playmakers or to bet on this week for your daily fantasy shows or if you got questions on fantasy football right then and there. So, let's get right to it first. The game ball's... So this is going to be an interesting game. I think that you're going to be looking at a at a Steelers team that's looking to stop the run. Um, and I think, and, and I mean that's and that's obvious, but I think it's going to come down to when after they stop the run, they're going to need to get after. Um, they're going to need to get to get after Ryan Tannehill. I think Bud Dupree. He's had a big game last week. I think he continues on this tear. The offensive tackles are hurt up for the Titans. This is going to be a chance for him and T.J. Watt to tee off on Tannehill. Let the Steelers stop the run. I think they, the pass rush gets going, and you see them take over. So he's going to get my first game ball of this of this segment. Number two game ball. I'm giving it to James Conner. This Titans defense looks soft at times. Rashawn Evans, there, uh, Jalen Brown, their 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 linebackers do not get off blocks well. When I look at the tape, I see some chances for the Steelers offensive line open up some huge holes. Let Conner get to the second level, and that's where he's the most dangerous. James Conner could be in for a big week in, in, in this in this time around. I think it's going to be another one, and I think that this this is kind of you know this is going to be interesting. But I think Chase Claypool has another big week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you look at how this secondary is built for the Titans, they they have two cornerbacks that are experienced, but they are old. Jonathan Joseph, Malcolm Butler, both in their 30s. Jonathan Joseph is actually 36 years old right now. They are not fast guys. They need to be able to win at the line of scrimmage. And here's the thing. We've seen Darius Slay try to jam Chase Claypool at the line of scrimmage. If Slay who's an all-pro caliber cornerback, can't jam him. I don't see either of these guys doing that. I see Chase Claypool getting open for some big plays and Ben Roethlisberger connecting with it. James Conner, Claypool, Bud Dupree, my predictions for who get the game balls in the, in the Steelers versus Titans five-star matchup because they in it. Uh, but final, finally, let's, let's look over some fantasy advice here because there are some big matchups to be had this weekend um, I I look at some of the matchups. One, I would start several of the Steelers here. I'd start James Conner. I'd start Claypool. I might. St- I mean, I'd honestly, if I if you have one of the Steelers receivers, I'd start them. You know, in a in a flex position, um, and, and and or a wide receiver two spot, and say, hey, you know, maybe Ben Roethlisberger goes after these guys. But I think that the Steelers offense is poised to put up some points and some good numbers this weekend. As always, start somebody against the Jets. It's Stephon Diggs. Uh Devin Singletary, Josh Allen, all of them. Start start anytime you play the Jets, get those numbers up. I would hesitate on starting uh, Drew Brees at quarterback, even though Michael Thomas is back. The Panthers have been tough on quarterbacks in fantasy and think they're the best against quarterbacks in fantasy. So I would hold off on Drew Brees. Do start Michael Thomas, because uh you need to start Michael Thomas, I would know, because I've picked him and he hasn't played a whole game this year. But uh um, but I, I look at the uh, I look at this game and I say like you know I'm a little cautious about how this goes. I would start Mike Davis for sure for the Panthers. He's been on point and doing very well with this game. I'd sit Derek Carr and the Raiders, um, maybe Joshua Jacobs. But uh, even if they do play, I think that the Buccaneers defense is ready and primed to give them some serious problems. Uh, start everyone on this in the Seahawks and Cardinals matchups if you get a chance to start Christian Kirk uh you know i think that he's a good young receiver that that kyler murray is going to be able to find in this game uh chase edmonds i'd give him a look for for catching the ball at the backfield i really want to see how this goes And the same thing goes for the seahawks that i'm not so sold on this cardinals defense i'd be looking at chris carson make sure that he's in your lineup of course you always start russell wilson tyler lockett dk Metcalf. got to keep those guys up but certainly start anyone that you can that have, that's in those this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Like I said earlier, same thing for the Chargers, Jaguars. Get your Keelan Coles. Get your Mike Williams, your, your Gardner Minshews, your Justin Herberts. They're all in the line to make some money for you this weekend. So, all that being said, I think you got a lot of great things lined up. One matchup I would stay away from in general starting in fantasy, Bears, Rams. I think that's going to be a defensive showdown. Um, you got you got two aggressive defenses with some aggressive playmakers. At Khalil Mack on one side, Aaron Donald on the other. I would let the I would let that one go. Even if you're you got Cooper Cup or someone like that, let that let that ride. See what other options you got around your board. See who you can play this week. Those that's your fantasy advice on top of your game balls here for the Steelers Titans 5 and 0 versus 5 and 0 matchup. We hope you enjoyed this Showtime segment and this edition. This Friday edition of the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Again, if you're liking the show, please go on a- a- Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcast or hosted. Leave us that five star review. Give us a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show, gets our numbers up, gets us noticed. Also, check out all the other great shows on this podcast network. We got DK's Daily Shot, No With No Doubters, all the great things that we do here. Let us know what you like. Also, be sure to subscribe to DKPittsburghSports.com. We got a lot of great coverage. I got to get ready because tomorrow, Saturday, the the your Pitt Panthers are playing against the Notre Dame Fighting uh, Fighting Irish, the number three team in the country. I'll be there right at Heinz Field, covering at three thirty p.m. Eastern, and then giving you all the goods with my with my post game col- uh, column, and then of course the DKH two P podcast. All that right here on the DK Podcast Network. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll be talking to you after the pit game.